my stories. I, I, I did the stories and the illustrations. Sometimes they would send us scripts, but I throw them out the window. I happen to be a guy who does what he wants, lives the way he wants to. I love people in general, even the villains in my comics. To me, a people, there is something in their lives that makes them become a problem to others. That's how I saw everything. Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening to our continuing celebration of Jack King Kirby Month here on Kirby's Kids. Next, here is Journey into Mystery, Volume 1, Issue Number 85, Trapped by Loki, the God of Mischief. In a far-off land of Asgard, we have our trickster god, Loki. He has spent time trapped in a tree. He was put there by Odin until someone would shed a tear over him, thus freeing him from his prison. Having taken partial control over the tree, Loki causes a leaf to fall from its branches as Heimdall is walking past it. The leaf lands in Heimdall's eye, irritating it, causing him to shed a tear. Unknowingly, now Loki is freed from his prison. Now free, Loki begins plotting revenge against his half-brother, Thor, and uses his mystic link to Thor's hammer to trick Thor to New York City on Earth. The Bifrost is established, and down comes Loki appearing on Earth. He takes on the form of a normal human being in a green suit and a hat. He goes to the hospital where Thor was putting on a show for sick children. He finds that Thor has just left. He's unable to find Thor, and there are millions upon millions of people in New York. So he decides to flush out, if you will, the Thunder God by casting a spell that makes people in the streets turn into negative images thereby causing a panic. In his civilian guise of Dr. Donald Blake, he is out with Nurse Jane Foster. Thor spots this problem, basically in the guise of Dr. Donald Blake, and needs to slip away to transform himself into Thor. Using his hammer's mystical powers, Thor manages to change all the people back to normal. As he is being praised by the crowd surrounding him, Thor is approached by his half-brother, who reveals his true identity to him. And that reveal is wonderfully graphically illustrated by Jack Kirby, as he illustrated this volume as well as was essential to the plotting. And he and Stan Lee are the creative forces, along with Larry Lieber, in the script writing for this particular story. Then, in part two of our story, we have the vengeance of Loki. Now Loki, having revealed his identity, goes about his plot to seek revenge on Thor. He decides to take the battle to the sky. Loki is setting Thor up for a trap. He easily hypnotizes Thor. He commands Thor to hand over his hammer, which Thor refuses to do to the will of his father, Odin. Loki cannot get Thor to give up his hammer. Eventually, Loki succeeds when he creates a duplicate 
of Thor, an image, an illusion, and tells him to hand the hammer over to Thor, which he does. Loki then commands that Thor go to the zoo and let all the animals loose. Now, what Loki doesn't realize is that by handing the hammer over to this image of Thor, essentially you've broken the symbiotic connection between the hammer, which transforms Dr. Donald Blake into Thor. So very quickly, again, it's only about a minute, 60 seconds or so, the transformation happens. And Dr. Donald Blake finds himself in the animal house enclosure of the zoo and is trying to figure out what is going on here. So Loki is surprised when he doesn't see all of these animals let loose, creating chaos to then create the perfect atmosphere for him to escape. So Blake, free from Loki's control now, manages to get past a group of people trying to lift Thor's hammer. Because again, this was an illusion that he handed the hammer over to. So the hammer naturally dropped to the ground and is stuck there. Very easily, Dr. Blake waltzes in there, grabs the hammer, and transforms himself back into Thor. Now, with Loki's plot foiled, Loki attempts to escape under the cover of a flock of birds. However, Thor follows after Loki, that god of mischief, and leads to a battle across the city where eventually Loki tries to escape on an animated statue of a Pegasus that he takes from a oil company, big billboard ad from Times Square. Thor finally stops Loki when he manages to trap him in a pipe, knocking him off his horse and into the bay. Quickly, he captures Loki and takes him to the top of the Empire State Building, where he uses his hammer to hurl Loki back to Asgard before Odin so he can be tried for his crimes. After the hammer returns to him, Thor reverts back to his Dr. Donald Blake guise and reunites with Nurse Jane Foster, who is once more gushing over Thor's exploits. This was a really fun read where we got our first introduction to the Loki character. We would see the Loki character reappear over and over and over and over again in the Thor series, whether it was here in our journey into mystery or when Thor would get his solo titles. Loki being that protagonist, a arch rival, that half-brother, really leaning into the Norse mythology more. As a whole, when Jack Kirby and Stan Lee would develop the whole short story series called Tales of Asgard, you would start to see more and more of Loki showing up and more of the gods and champions there of Valhalla being introduced in to the Thor comic book series. This realization of Loki is quite interesting. He's got the horned helm to him, his iconic green costume, and then there is a bodysuit of both shorts and looks to be almost like a breast covering that is yellow and scaled. He has yellow gloves and the boots. He definitely looks like the god of mischief, almost like a little, little horned devil. And from that standpoint, very effective conveying his being the god of mischief. This costume would over time evolve 
It is definitely the Silver Age classic costume that many would come to identify Loki with. Matter of fact, we would see an appearance of this costume actually in the Loki Disney Plus series when we had that one variant of Loki there who was just dressed exactly like he was out of this issue of the comic, which was quite amusing. Thor is in his Dr. Blake character. This Dr. Blake character would persist throughout the Thor series while Jack Kirby was still at the helm of Thor, drawing Thor. And we really wouldn't see a departure from the Dr. Donald Blake character and the transformation into Thor until later series when you would have other authors come in and really begin to incorporate just a more of a pure Norse mythology as guardian, alien, different world, different realm theme happening. The Dr. Donald Blake character is its an interesting device, uh, but frankly, it is a bit flat as far as its realization is concerned. I think there was a fixation, perhaps, in the Silver Age of needing to have these alter identities and transformations into characters to make those characters real for the reader. We would see this with the Peter Parker character being transformed into Spider-Man. We were always dealing with Dr. David Banner and into the Hulk I think that's really what we got here with this initial iteration of the Thor character. You had Kirby and Lee sticking to the Marvel formula, and that is let's make this character, this Donald Blake character, rooted in reality so that the common person, the average reader, could begin to identify with that mortal being then being transformed into an extraordinary being through that superpowers. And here, the hammer being that trigger that connection to that superhero. Later on, we would find that the existence of characters, the transformation of characters into a more godly realm and really leaning hard into classic mythology would be end up being the norm because it would be end up being a more fantastical, a more epic, a more accepted norm. And of course, we would see Kirby go on to do this in prime form when he moved over to DC, when he would develop new gods. So I, I really look at this formation here of the Thor character, the evolution of the character, the building out from the tales of Asgard and then building up of the Asgardian realm as his stepping stone towards those other worlds that he would create. Of course, he would then go on to create the Eternals upon his return back to Marvel. So this series and these early Thors are really foundational towards Jack Kirby flushing out how he chose to develop his own mythologies and really expressing his love for Norse mythology here within Thor. So kids, we would love to hear from you. Once you have read Journey Into Mystery, Volume 1, Issue Number 85, please leave us a message via the Anchor app or send us an email at kirbyskidspodcast at gmail.com and join us for our additional exciting reads, which are left in the show notes for our celebration of Jack King Kirby Month all month long here in August on Kirby's Kids. Whatever I put in my comics, I hopefully feel that this love that people may have been transmitted to them and help them and not help them in any way, I'm not a psychiatrist, but just giving them another friend.